This is a Content House podcast, live from Stillwater, Oklahoma. On episode two, we dive into OSU football, shooting big games, NFL playoffs, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl halftime performance, and calls of the week. We got time today. Wilson got time today. What's up, guys? I'm Max Moody. I'm Hunter Heron. And we're both sophomores here at Oklahoma State studying sports media, and we have the opportunity to shoot for the varsity sports here at Oklahoma State, um, and it's really just the coolest job in the world. I love it. It's, it's amazing. I mean, we get to shoot athletes on a daily basis, make videos for them, take photos at wherever we go, and the most, most favorite thing I enjoy the most is getting to travel. I mean, it's just an, it's just an honor to travel. It's so cool, and it's so cool that as students we have the opportunity because not, not a lot of people do. And we get to see the ins and outs of OSU, like the locker rooms, just most stuff most people don't get to see as just regular people. Oh, 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 for sure. We live in Wolk here in Stillwater. It's a college town. It's not College Station. It's not Tuscaloosa, but it's, it's a pretty fun town. It's Stillwater, Oklahoma. It is Stillwater. We have some of the best sporting venues in the country. So fun. It's 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 a blast, man. I mean, there's nothing like a college game day on a Saturday at Boone Pickens. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Chills. Literal chills. I mean, just the name Boone Pickens Stadium, like, it's rocking. It's a packed out stadium. You got the tailgating. You got the kids. You The student section. I mean, there was a thing I saw on Twitter. Uh, it was like, it was a Twitter account that basically ranked the best student sections every week. And... If, I, if I'm not mistaken, we were in, like, the top ten every single week. I and think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. And I, I think Bedlam was, like, top three or something. I mean, it was, a, it was crazy last year during Bedlam. That's crazy. What does a typical day as a creative look like for, like, a major football game? Okay. So you kind of arrive around the 3 p.m. If it's a 7 p.m. game, you arrive around 3. Um, you're kind of getting your gear set up, getting your, um, getting your layout. Make sure you have room on your SD cards. Make sure you don't have any last-second um, mishaps. But uh, the walk, the most important thing about OSU, man. I mean, it's the walk. It's, uh, it's where the football players go through the line, and they have everyone cheering them on, and they walk from the student union to Boone Pickens. And then they kind of walk on the field and kind of get locked in and loaded. But it's a fun time. You get the cheer. You got the band. It's kind of just it, it's a great feel when you're in Stillwater and you get to watch the walk. Yeah. No, I, I love the walk, and I love just the idea because you got kids, you got adults, you got alumni. I mean, you got like the announcers sometimes stand out there, and you're like, oh, that's OG3, that's, you know, that guy and that guy. And it's just so cool just to see the crowd of people just ready for a great game. It's a home game, packed out BPS, um, such a cool atmosphere, and it just gets everyone super excited about the game. Uh, you know, two hours before. Mm-hmm. So, like, after the walk, then it's kind of like filming them going into the stadium, kind of getting locked, like I just said. And then, then you kind of have a break, and then you're kind of waiting until kind of pregame and them going on the field. So then you kind of head down there around, let's say, 5.30, 5-ish. And so you kind of get some pregame shots of them kind of warming up, getting walking on the field kind of before pads, and then getting those cool shots and then waiting kind of for the O-line to come out, and they'll, they'll come out and break the team up. And then after that, you're kind of just getting a photo-video photo, kind of combo and then you kind of basically wait until kick to get game day coverage. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Max, I know you 
shot football this year, this past year. Um, what did the social like scheduling look like and when videos or photo had to go out? So, so really there was a couple key moments that you had to get each day before the game. So I had, I had two deadlines, um, pregame and, and I, and I had to capture all that footage and then, and then I had to edit and, and export, um, about 30 minutes before game time. The first thing I was trying to capture was a social video is going to go on the, is going to go on the football Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it was just a recap of the most important parts of everything leading up to the big game. Okay. Um, so sometimes it was the walk. S- sometimes it was a Billy Sandals statue unveil. Um, it's a lot of different things. Uh, practice sometimes. Just a different aspect of the game day experience that somebody might want to see. And so I did capture that all day. Um, and then I had to do a quick turnaround time um, and quick edit and get that out to the social team to publish. Se- second day, secondary, um, I had to shoot a walk video that would be shown in-house um, on the big screen. And so that was quick, quick little 30-second thing, um, just the highlights of the walk uh, and show players' faces and really just get the fans hyped. A lot of sharp deadlines there. <laughs> a game day is a long day. It sounds very stressful. It's a long, it's, I mean, 12-hour day. I mean, really. You're on your feet. On your feet. You're, you're thinking, you're running back and forth. Uh, it's a lot. It's so fun. Especially when we're in like the August, like the earlier part of the season when it is pretty hot here in Stillwater. It's hot. You're you're sweating. You're trying to get the shot. Especially those 11 o'clock games. It's sunny and you're like, I can't see anything on the camera. But I I love the atmosphere. It's so fun to be on the field. It's it's a great feel at Boone Pickens Stadium on a Saturday. Uh Uh-huh. We're talking about big moments of the football season. Um, I'm kind of leading with to Bedlam. The the biggest game of the year, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue the Big 12 championship, but I think Bedlam, it set us up for the postseason. Um, kind, of, kind of what are your thoughts about Bedlam and, and kind of from your perspective? I mean, it was a, the, one of our best games, like, all the way through and through. It was a game for the ages. I mean, it came down to the last play. National broadcast, two hard hitters in the Big 12. It's Bedlam. I mean, it was nothing short of success, and everyone loved it. I mean, the top 10 matchup, the atmosphere, like, the whole day just fe- it felt different. There was something in the air. Um, it was a great day. In night the game and BPS. Come on now. ABC night game, Coke and Chris. Um, just everything was setting up that this was going to be one of the biggest games of the year, and it didn't disappoint. For sure. Um, I mean, you have two quarterbacks, very different, uh, but with Caleb Williams being so athletic and Spencer being pretty consistent, I mean, down the stretch yeah, at least. Yeah, yes, he had a consistent sure. second half of the year. Um, it was such a fun game to see unfold because it was ups and downs and ups and downs. You know, like mm-hmm. it just you didn't know what was gonna happen next, but you kinda you had you had a feeling as an OSU fan, this is the year. I was actually a fan that game. Were you, what, what were you really? I was really I was in the student section. Um where were you were you a shooting or were you a fan? Yeah, so, so I was on the field shooting that game. Um a dream you know, like it's a dream, like you were just down on the field witnessing what's happening, history being made. Um, such a cool experience for sure. It, I mean, it came down to the last play. You you knew it was. There was a stretch where there was forty seconds left. Oh, come on now. Yeah, yeah. Caleb Williams with the ball, uh, offensive play. Lincoln Riley calling the plays. He darts for fifty yards. Yeah, yeah. And like from my perspective, I was kind of on the sideline. I was getting ready for the post game celebration. Like you know, we'll win in like. And just the defeat on everyone's faces. On it was the a gut. Pu- it was a gut punch. Because especially because he ran towards the OSU sideline, mm-hmm. so he was like five feet, and there's nothing that we can do. Wide open. I thought he was going all. I thought he was going to the house. 
I mean, once he got 50-yard run, it was like we have a chance to lose this game. When they were on their own 20-30 yeah. and we thought it was over. Yeah. No, it was it was tough. It was but we but like all defense ba- bounced back like they For did the sure. whole year. Um and really just took took over uh, took over that game and after he had that one, I think he had a loss like five yards the next couple plays. Mm-hmm. Harper had that huge comeback for the fourth down. Uh-huh. I, I mean, yeah. It's, it's so cool to witness that, like history being made. You got two legendary coaches, Lincoln Riley, arguing being one of the best coaches in Oklahoma history. With Bob Stoops, yeah, he's up um, there. He took his team to how many champions, you know, how many Big 12 championships? and So many CFP. playoffs, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and they got Mike Gundy on the other side. <laughs> the, I mean, le- the legend, the legend, the, the gun, the Gundy mullet, <laughs> the gunslinger. Um, and so we all go to bed, you know, hyped. You know, like we just won Bedlam. Stillwater's going to be burnt to the ground. The next day, we hear the news, and then more riots are happening. <laughs> and then and then Norman is riding now. Yes, yes. After the cars were on fire in Stillwater, <laughs> In case you Norman's. know, Lincoln Riley didn't tell anyone. Billy even told his team, like, last minute said, hey, I'm going to USC. Gets on a plane, flies to L.A. And things got heated. <laughs> Drama ensued. Norman looks hopeless. Yes. Though without a head coach. There, there are more OU players say they're entering the transfer portal. Uh, Caleb Williams was one of the first, I Ra- believe. Rattler was one of them. Uh-huh. Tight end was one of them. I mean, the transfer portal is, I'm pretty sure, is hitting every school. For sure. Old. I mean, especially OSU. We've lost. A lot of transfers. Yeah, it's it's hit. It's also helped us. We, yeah. we gained a linebacker and gained some, uh, some other players. Juco transfer, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but. The biggest name I saw just happened today, actually. QB2 Shane Illingworth. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it coming, but it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he wants to play. He's still got three years left of his mm-hmm. eligibility. Totally understandable. For sure. Spencer's going to start next year. So you, you figured, yeah, he'd probably go play, go play, go start. Yeah. No, no, I can see him going to a, uh, a good side school and being a good, being a good face. He's not a bad player. A great, no, great he's, QB. No, he's fine. Um, I can see him doing well um, in the in the college football scene, um, but it's just kind of sad for OSU fans because we also kind of relied on him. When yeah, I mean there was during the, during the games, man, there was some we want Shane chance oh, sure. during the for start sure. of the year. But yeah, totally understandable what where he's going and going to get uh, going to play and yeah. totally understand it. I mean, but he was backing up Spencer Sandals, who going into the future could be considered a Heisman candidate. Can he? I mean, I love the guy. I, th- I he has potential. He has he has the potential. He finishes. He finished the year very strong. I mean, I mean that Fiesta Bowl finished very strong. The the greatest comeback in Oklahoma State history. Like three thirty, one hundred and something yeah. running. So, I mean, if he continues that streak, yeah, he is going to be a Heisman candidate. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but I I'm excited for the future of Oklahoma State football. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're gonna have a great year starting off strong with Arizona State. What's your take on that? Big non-con. Uh, Resume builder, definitely mm-hmm. a big, big capability of a win and kind of get that start of the season going rolling. But I think uh, Spencer, yeah, he has his debates of kind of getting a better year than last year and kind of resonating a Heisman candidate. But at the same way, it's going to be a long year. You got those hard hitters with Texas and OU again, but OU's not as strong. But we'll see. I think yeah. I think it'll be a good year. Well, so, so, so what's your perspective for defense? Our defense lost a head defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles. Um, there's some speculation on who might be coming in. We don't know yet. Nothing's confirmed. Um, but we also lost some leaders. We lost Malcolm graduating. We lost uh, Harper. We lost, yeah. So we lost. Yeah, quite we a few. we lost a lot of guys. Harvell Peel. He'd been back there forever. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough to it's gonna be tough to fill those spots. Jolic. Jark Bernard Converse, I yeah. forgot about him. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So and Tanner McAllister mm-hmm. going to Ohio State with Jim Knowles. With Jim Knowles, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's gonna be hard filling those spots. We'll see who uh, RDC, who the new DC becomes, and um, it, it's gonna be hard. But we, I saw we got a JUCO transfer, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I still have hopes just because it's the same structural. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't think that much is gonna change from the structural. We. <laughs> We did see the rumor that Joe Bob Clements was leaving. I did see that. That was some confusion among Twiddle, um, but I think that was denied, if I believe. I think so, yeah. So I think that was just a rumor by Ohio State. Um, You know, hey, they can do that all they want. You know, Mm -hmm. they can try to mess with us, but hey, hey, we are the true OSU. I Um, saw in multiple reports, actually, um, we are not ranked. We're ranked top three. (laughs) It's all over the place. Where do you think we stand in the upcoming poll next year? I think we're going to start the year not not ranked. Not ranked. Uh, I think it's going to look similar similar to this year. What um, what did we finish like seventh seventh a se- and seventh and starting people. from unranked. Starting from unranked yeah, to seven. Billy beating Tulsa. Billy beating yeah. Boise State. Missouri State. <laughs> Missouri State. I Come forgot on now. about that. Yes. Um, similar preseason schedule other than other than Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure we play Tulsa again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be some close games again, especially yes. with Arizona State. Kind of slow start to a uh-huh. strong, strong um, finish. But I'm not seeing a ton of big potential in the Big 12 on the football side. Yeah. I mean, Texas always has a great recruiting class, mm-hmm. but what do they do with you know? Mm-hmm. They so, just got that Alabama wide receiver transfer. And but but who knows if that's going to all come together and to make a good team? Mm-hmm. You know. It's going to be interesting to see those big names, kind of Texas OU, see where they stand with a lot of transfers leaving, a lot of transfers coming in. But um, do you think OU will be as good next year with the Dylan Gabriel kid or if they get Dart from USC? I think with Brent Venables just coming in, I, th- I think it's going to be a transition year for them. Uh, still, it's kind of the, the Lincoln Stoops transition year. Um, you know, still good. You know, I don't think they're going to be CF- CFP, though. Uh, we can play that soundbite later, you know, in a couple, couple months when they do make CFP. Exactly. But um, I, think, I think they're going to be just, you know, eight and – Eight and full, whatever. I said, that's actually what they were projecting. Yeah. It's been, yeah um, so. I think the most important part, most people aren't even saying, is the defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, leaving. Yeah. Their defense was loss. going in a good trend down the stretch these last three years or two years. Definitely. With, even three with Riley and him. And that com- that duo that they had, offensive and defense, were truly special. And, and I think they're, it's going to be a hard um, transition to – recovering from losing Grinch. Yeah, and, and so, like, that defense, like, yeah, it was great for OU. It didn't get him to the Big 12 Championship. It didn't get him to all in 10. No, sir. It got it got a couple good teams to, to the Two championship. Two top teams. Baylor, Oklahoma State, great Big 12 Championship game. It but so it cool. didn't end in our fashion, but still great game. I ended up going, and it was a tough one to set in, but it, it all came down to the last play of the game. Win a conference championship if you score in all likelihood. And perhaps the CFP, Jackson, trying to turn the corner. Devastating. And he did not get there. Devastating. Are you kidding me right now? Uh-huh. You really had to play that. You really <laughs> I, had to play I, that. I did. I did. It just had to be It had to be played. It still is hard to, it's hard to set in <laughs> that we lost that game and it came down to that play. It came down to the one pylon. Um, I was right there. Um, devastating. I just I don't want to rewatch that play ever again. <laughs> it's it, I watched it once and that's enough. Yeah, um, but I mean we bounced back from that game. 
Um, I mean, we finished with a huge upset against Notre Dame in the mm-hmm. Fiesta Bowl. So I think that just sets up just the storyline for next year. For the, sure. In the redemption arc of, hey, we made it back to the college football, back to the Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. And this is all the training that we've done. This is all the preparation we've done. We're not going to – it's more of a storyline of we're not going to make it go down to one play. You know, it should have been a three-possession win. I agree. You know? So, so I think next year that that's the focus. That's what's going to happen to OSU is how they're going to come back from a loss, a, a tough loss, but they're going to come back stronger and get to the and get to Arlington. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, speaking of fun to watch, <laughs> NFL <laughs> playoffs this, this past weekend. Did you watch any of it? Any of it? I watched all of it, dude. Insane finishes all the way around. Uh, one of the best divisional rounds of all time in the NFL. What was your favorite? game to watch this past weekend i mean playoff patty coming in in overtime um just i mean come on now like so fun to watch um just the chiefs and just how they play and how they move the ball um, i mean it came down to why you thought the bills were gonna win you thought the chiefs were gonna win and it just kept going back and forth yeah and you didn't know who's gonna win i'm pretty sure like all the games combined into a net score of, like, 17 points. For real? Yeah, like a 17-point difference. Wow. But between the full games, uh, I'm pretty sure that was the closest that it's ever been. Um, did you see the end of the Rams-Bucks game? Yes, I did. You did? Dude, that – okay, so when I was watching, when Fournette hit the end and yeah. they came back and tied it 27-all, uh-huh. I thought I thought Brady was going to get his way to the championship and then go to the Super Bowl. But I'm then not mad about it. Stafford – has that little run. He always does. <laughs> Lions fans kind of are used to it. Not in the playoffs, of course. Not, not, not in the playoffs, but they're still cheering him on. For sure. And then that long bomb to Cooper Cup. Yeah. How do you not double coverage the best receiver in the league? That was a play, just that was a play call mistake. I mean, I, I mean, I know he did get kind of like, you know, messed up with his feet a little bit and tripped. But he should have been another guy yeah. to at least just, yeah. you know, draw a penalty if he got lost. You know? Like, you win that game, you're in the championship, and yeah. you're not double covering Cooper Cup. I mean, it was a big mistake. Set him up for the game-winning field goal yeah. with Matt Gay. I mean, it was it was an amazing finish, and also amazing finish was that other game, Packers 49ers. Did you watch that one? I did. I did, and and sadly, I had to see Aaron Rodgers go. I, th- I think that's the last time we see him is leave that, Is Lambeau. that the last time I think we Lambeau? do, man. I think we do. Am I shocked? It's time. Yeah. It's time. But it's the same way. Are you – who are, okay, so we know Rodgers might leave. Yeah. Who were you the most hurt for as far as, like, a fan base for? Like, who were you feeling for? The Bills. Bills? The, I'm sticking with the Bills. Like wow. they, they thought they had a chance this year. I honestly kind of thought they did, too. I mean, uh, they have. The last couple of years, they get they kind of have that amazing regular, regular yeah. season run, and mm-hmm. you're like, they can go far. And then yeah. they kind of fall on their face and die. Yeah, no, definitely. Um you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Aaron, <laughs> I mean, if he leaves, he leaves. It's it, he's, he's old. He's old, but at the same time, he's in his prime. He's got a couple years left of his prime. I think go sign big, big somewhere. I think the Packers need a new face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I was telling Carter the other day, I said he should go to the Steelers, but I saw reports that Steelers might not want him or Come something on. like that. They have the one and only Mason Rudolph. I, I think they're okay <laughs> did with Did you the, see? Okay, speaking of Mason Rudolph, did you see what Stephen A. said? About, no, what oh, did he say? Oh, gosh, man. He said, I can't remember exactly what he said, 
but it was basically to the long of the line of I don't think Mason has what it takes. He's trash or something oh, like that. Oh, okay, Stephen. A. I mean, he dropped the freaking what does, hammer. What does Stephen A. know about sports? Come on now. Come on now. Come all on. he does is get the cigar <laughs> and cheer and against yell, the Cowboys. And cheer against Cowboys. Yeah, that's all he does. Speaking of Cowboys, yeah, t- tough loss two weeks ago to the pack. Over uh, is it time to keep calling him overrated? I mean, yes. yes, yes, they literally get there and can't win. Yeah, no, that they they had everything going for them, and then just can't can't, can't finish man. the season. They literally can't. Um, yeah, no, I I was watching that game, and like you want to feel bad for them, but yeah. then again, it's like hey, no, you, know, you guys had home field advantage, like you had every right to win that game. Yeah, there's like a couple flags at the end, and then yeah, somehow they get the ball back with the false start <laughs> and all the drama, terrible ensuing. play calls, like yeah. And then it's just like they fall on their face and they can't get past the playoffs yeah. and getting any farther. And it's just like, when are they going to get to the Super Bowl? <laughs> Ever in our time? <laughs> I mean, it's the same yeah. movie on repeat. So, so we have some great games, some great divisional. Who is getting to the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. That's tough. I, I mean, got, I mean, I'm stoked for I'm stoked for the championships. You got oh for sure. Yeah, you got Bengals. You got Chiefs. Yeah, rematch. Of the yeah. regular season, Chiefs Bengals uh-huh. when Bengals beat them, and but 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 revenge Chiefs, yeah, different. Chiefs in the playoffs are a different beast mm-hmm. for sure with the trio of Pat, Tyreek, and Kelsey, yeah. obviously. But have you seen what's been stirring in Cincinnati with Joe Burr and Joe, Jamar Chase? Joe Burr, Joe, Joe Shiesty is what they also <laughs> want to call him, bro. I think they have capability to get Super Bowl this weekend. Really? Yes. They have a lot of key components. Dude, the wide receivers are insane. I mean, I mean, we've skipped over the whole game, and that's the Rams. Yeah, yeah. I kind of <laughs> – I, I honestly want to talk more about Chiefs game because I think the Rams will just do the Rams things yeah. and o- overthrow uh, the 49ers. I don't yeah. think Garoppolo stands a chance. Uh, no, not – There was no. multiple times in the Packers game when he literally threw, like, three straight throws that were near picks. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think he can stand uh, stand stand a chance. Just the offense just isn't powerful mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, and that Rams D man with Von Miller, yeah. Aaron Donald. I think they're just gonna yeah for destroy sure. them. For and sure. so I think the winner of the Chiefs Bengals is the winner of the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiefs Bengals. Yeah, is the Super I think Bowl. so. Yeah. So speaking of Super Bowl, if we're gonna stay along those lines. Okay. Have you seen how many cameras they have in the, during, like filming the Super Bowl? It's actually insane. <laughs> Did I, they really? I looked it up the other day because you I know, mean, like, what, as like a twenty, as like a creative, what? as a creative broadcast guy, you're like, yeah. you just look up random stuff. Oh, it's fascinating. One hundred and twenty. You're kidding? No way. One hundred and twenty. There's like not even like one hundred twenty different like, like screens. Yeah. How, how do you even look at one hundred and twenty <laughs> different cameras? That's screens? like a pixel ratio, like on your phone, like yes. one hundred twenty pixels. Like, if they have that on a video wall, the yeah. size of the screen for each camera output has got to be super small. Yeah, I mean, that just goes back to, like, even the CFP uh, championship in Indianapolis. Like, mm-hmm. you saw all the trucks out there. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a flawless broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, super cool. And plus, they had the cool angle up from the top that kind of goes back yes. to the Big Twelve championship, mm-hmm. the pylon cam. Oh, the from, pylon cam. It's from above, though. You oh, know, for it's, real? It's the head-down oh, yeah, pylon yeah. cam from the ceiling. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Super Bowl kind of kind of innovates on this year. Mm-hmm. Um, see what they bring. Uh, I'm excited. It's NBC okay. coverage. Okay, I was about to ask. So that is Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. I mean, legendary. legends of the craft. Legends of the NFL announcing. 
I mean, we see them on a nightly every weekend with Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. One of the best broadcasts. I mean, come on. Yeah. When you're sitting there Sunday night, you're on your couch, you got some homework, you and, procrastinate. And you just hear them. You come hear the on, intro. It's, like, it's Sunday Night Football. It's Sunday night. Come on. It's such a good production, like from start to finish, pregame, the whole week, honestly, content coming out of coming out of LA. It might be in LA, it might be in Arlington, who knows? But all I do know is I mean, when you think of the Super Bowl, you think of three things. You think of commercials, which are going to be great. I'm actually a big commercial fan. You know, I'm kind of excited for next week's podcast after the Super Bowl, and we can kind of go back and mm-hmm. talk about some commercials. Um, you, you think of, I mean, it, it's a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. It, it's usually pretty close. It's usually pretty good. But you think of the halftime show. 100%. Like, I totally agree. <laughs> One, it's just, it's what it is. It's actually wild. Have you seen the cast members in this year's um, Super Bowl halftime performance? What's the lineup, Chief? Dr. Dre. Okay. Starting out strong. Eminem. Mary J. Blige. Okay. Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> L.A. Native. And Kendrick Lamar. Come on now. That's a stat cast, if you tell me. Come on now. I mean, like, Kendrick kind of, he kind of had his time a couple years ago in Atlanta with Maroon 5. Kind of weird. Didn't get the best reviews. Totally. He's making his redemption with, in L.A., in his, you know, just with his guys, um, it's going to be a, quite the show. As an NBA fan, um, he actually had the soundtrack during the 2018 NBA Finals. Really? Yes. So huh. he had, like, DNA and okay. that soundtrack, and also a couple great songs on that soundtrack. And I really enjoyed that broadcast. And so they kind of do an intro with his song and Mike mm-hmm. Breen announcing yeah. right into the intro. So I'll be excited to see him. But Eminem, he's an OG. You're excited to see him. M- Mr. Slim Shady himself. Come on. You know, he's one of those guys who doesn't perform live a lot. Like, you no. don't see him on, like, award shows that often. I'm excited to see what he does. He's definitely, like, a um, – he definitely, like – he likes to change things up and, you know, and be different. So I can see it being a very different Super Bowl halftime show than what, than what we're used to. You I know? mean, once you hear, like, an OG song by him, instant. Oh, I know the song. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I know the song. I know the song. Yeah. You know, and I think it's different than the Katy Perry and the, you know, Moving 5 type-esque halftime what, shows. What was your, like, last, like, favorite halftime performance that you remember the most? Uh, it got kind of a little bit of hate. It didn't get as much attention if as If you I say wanted. the one I'm thinking of. Uh, I love Justin Timberlake. Okay. I like um, that one, too. I'm a big JT fan. It was a good show. Like, I enjoyed it. He's he's definitely entertaining. Uh, Super talented. In, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was in Minnesota, so he had mm. some Prince, he had some Prince references. Um, a, just a ton of different genres, songs, some piano, some hip hop. So I love that one. Yeah, so like do you have a favorite like rapper right now? Top of my playlist. Um, yeah, who's the top of Max Moody's playlist right now? It changes a lot on the daily. Um, I'm a big Eminem fan. I I'm a lyrical guy. Oh, okay. I'm loving the lyrics. I'm so you probably like like Logic. Logic. Okay. Um, you know even Dr. Dre, like even some of that type of stuff. Um. Yeah, I'd say that. I like that's pretty good. That's a good choice. I go the path of Post Malone. Okay. I really like him. Yeah, same. He hasn't released in a while, but when he does, they're bangers. <laughs> uh-huh. Um like I always listen to his OG Stony playlist and his Beer Bongs Beer Bongs and Bentley's playlist. Those yeah. are both great. And okay. kind of staying along the rapping side, what's funny is every so as a wrestling creative, I shoot wrestling for the team. I travel yeah. with them, whatever. They always play the same rap song <laughs> really? to start. So th- 
30 minutes before their duel. Okay. That's when they kind of get in their lock, lock-in mode. Okay. And so they'll get their jackets or their, their outfits on. Yeah. Their jackets, their pants, and kind of start running around, kind of doing pre, pre, uh, pre-workout. pre So it's not really like practice. It's yeah. more of like the practice, like pre, it's it's basically their pre-game. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. on the mat. It's, it's not on the mat. It's in yeah. there. It's in their uh, wrestling room. And so they play the song on repeat. <laughs> no, literally, like literally, it's it's hilarious. They don't play another song besides this song. When we could be superstars, we've been rather wrecking cars. April is that jambo? What is that stage for us? Kicking up yeah, so that is Super Gremlin <laughs> by Kodak Black, which That's is so super popular right now. But it's just funny. G- Kane G-Fire, one of the current wrestlers right now, or Dayton, someone will tell him to put it on every time. <laughs> and he'll click play, and then Dayton will kind of give him like the, oh, yeah, we know it's we know it's Super Gremlin. And so he'll he'll play it, and it's it's hilarious because they so literally just hear the same song on repeat. That's hilarious. So, What's your favorite run-out song? Run-out song. Okay, no. No, I'm, I'm going to rephrase the question. Okay. What would your run out song be? What would my walkout song be? You know what's funny you, is you, you're about to come up to the okay college world series. Oh, hit a bomb! What's your walkout song? Oh, this is dude. You really put me on spot <laughs> right now, man. Walk up song. One song. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Max! You're really putting me on come the on, spot right now. One song that you're like, yeah, that would get the crowd hyped. That would get me hype. Oh, man. I'm so blank right now. It's actually wild. Anyway. There's so many good songs. I'd definitely go the country route. Country? Yeah. I kind of like the vibe of, like, some Golf Books, Thunder Rolls. Okay. You know, like, some, some low. That's like, a great deep. MLB walk-up song. Yeah. I I don't know, man. Probably some Drake song. Okay. I don't know. He's God's plan. God, it is God's, God's plan. plan. <laughs> yeah. Me walking out of the strike out. <laughs> strike out God's plan. No. Uh, I don't know, man. Oh, what's that one uh Drake song? The Seven Bridal uh No, not that okay. one. Oh, you know what mine be? Mine would be the uh the song on CLB. Yeah, okay. I got you, I got you. What's the what's the title called? Do you remember? I'll look it up. It's a certified lover boy playlist. It is way too sexy. <laughs> That's my walk up song. You heard it here first. Okay, okay. Way too sexy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fun song. I'll probably get clown for it, but when I hit a home run and look hey, at the crowd. It's, yeah, it's just way too sexy. Come right? on now. Yeah, that's probably what I'll go with. <laughs> so, yeah, those kind of wrapping up that Super Bowl, those are amazing names. I'm excited for the kind of the halftime yeah. performance. It's going to be great. And the game's always great. Uh-huh. So, it'll be it'll be a fun time. Okay, so we're going to do this after each episode. It's the CHP call, uh, Content House Podcast Call of the Week. Okay? Turn me up. I'm ready. So your favorite call, the best announcer call, but, like, the backstory behind it. You know, okay. Like, what led up to this moment? It's so like picking a call and kind of telling the story. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Okay, you know what's funny is I just saw this clip, like, an hour ago. Okay. Bulls Thunder, Monday Night Hoops, okay. NBA. Okay. Io DeSumo half court bank shot versus OKC. Give me the sauce, Io. Come on now. Oh 
my goodness. A half-court heave for some hot sauce. Oh, my goodness. 24-point new career-high night for the rookie out of Illinois. And he's from Chicago. Morgan Park stand up from 47 oh. feet. He buries it. And this one right here is from Joliet, Illinois. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Shout out to that was the call of the night and the week for me. Io DeSumo's half-court bank shot versus the Thunder. Little Bulls action on Monday night. That's a great call, Hunnell. That's a great start to the, uh, to the new s- season. My call of the week comes from K-State Women's Basketball. Okay. okay. Here we go. And they're 22 of 24. for her 61 points today. Wow. An NCAA record set in addition to a Big 12 record, a Kansas State record, and a personal high today. That's wild. 61 did, did, points. Did I just hear that? 61 points? In one game. Wow. That's actually incredible. Aoka Lee... She just went off. She went off for... Who is it? Who they play? Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, you yeah, Only man. one. Let's go. <laughs> she breaks the NCAA record for the most points scored in one game. That, I mean, that's six, 61 points. Like that, like that stat line? Come on now. I mean, dude, that's hard to do in the NBA. Yeah. That's hard to do in college basketball. That's yes. hard to do in high school. Yeah. That, so, that is... Shout out to her. Shout out to her. She killed it. Also, sure. it couldn't have come against a better team. For sure. Um, But... That's my call of the week. Shout out to Io DeSumo and K-State's Ioka Lee. Those were some amazing calls of the week. It's been a blast, Max. It's been great. This has been episode two of the Content House Podcast. See you guys next week. See ya.